Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. When I spoke with a pastor and I asked him what did he want to cover, because I know he's been in a series. I'm like, you know, do you want me to jump on the series that you're doing? He was like, no, I want you to talk about thanksgiving and thankfulness and just being thankful in general. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, well, that's a traditional Thanksgiving message. And I was like, okay, Lord, how do you want to work this thing? And so he started dealing with me on the topic of developing a thankful heart. Now, we're going to have some real talk today. Is that all right? Okay. Because the truth of the matter is, we in the church are not as thankful as we should be. The truth of the matter is we do life every day, day in and day out. And sometimes it might be a week or two before we tell God, thank you. And do you know that that's not right? Do you know that everything that God does for us is worthy of our giving him thanks? Now, I got a lot of scripture that we're going to cover and a lot of topics, but I just want to preface it with this. I work, I live in Lithonia, I work in Douglasville, and so I work from home a couple of days a week, but the rest of the time I drive. Anybody have to drive on 20, 285, 75, 400, 85, any of those, 985, all of that? Did I hit all the major highways? If I miss one, y'all holler it out. Do y'all see that Georgia highway fatality sign? Now, y'all remember what the number was in January? You know, we start at zero because they started over every year. Anybody saw the number this week, last week? I think at last count it was like 1,600 last time I saw it. So that means that as much as I'm on 20, as much as you're on 75 or 85 or 400, as much as we're ripping and running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, there's at least 1,600 other people that got on the road and they didn't make it to their destination. They, they went to their final resting place was their destination. And how many times do we get to our appointed place and we don't stop to tell God, thank you. We drove to church this morning. When you pulled in the parking lot on two wheels, did you tell God, thank you? No, most of us, we just got out because I got to go in. I got to do what I got to do. So there's something to be said about when we forget to tell God, thank you. In my study, I came across this this, uh, quote. It says, one of the first marks of rejecting God is forgetting to thank him. I'll read it again. One of the first marks of rejecting God is forgetting to thank him. We look at Romans 121. I'll read it from the Living Bible. Like I said, we're going to go to a lot of scriptures. So if y'all can keep up with me in the back, that'll be great. If not, if y'all can jot them down and go study them in your own time, I encourage you to always go and search out that thing to make sure that what I'm telling you is right. But I know it is because I got it from God. 
Romans 121. From the Living Bible, it says, yes, they knew about him all right, but they wouldn't admit it or worship him or even thank him for all his daily care. And after a while, they began to think up silly ideas of what God was like and what he wanted them to do. The result was that their foolish minds became dark and confused. Doesn't that sound like the United States of America? Doesn't that sound like some of the church today? Because we start dreaming up when we forget to thank God and worship him, thank him for all of his daily care. We start thinking up our own ideas of what God ought to be like. And that's when we come into new age Christianity. And it's no longer the God of all creation. Well, you know, you know, I just don't want to be putting nothing out there in the universe because the universe will give stuff back to you. Am I telling the truth? Isn't that what we're saying now? That's, what, that's what's going on. People are talking about the universe and, you know, well, you know, in, in, in my truth and, and, you know, well, my reality is this. And, and so, you know, I just feel like, you know, God might not be like all that. God may not be, you know, he might not be a God of judgment. So don't judge me because God's not judging me. But that's not what the word says. See, we start thinking up all these crazy ideas because we first forgot to thank him for all that he's done. I'm talking about the daily things that he does for us. There's so much stuff that he does every day that we forget about. And we have to start thanking him. So that's why we got this topic called developing a thankful heart. Because we don't want our foolish minds to become dark and confused. First of all, I don't want a foolish mind. (laughs) And I sure don't want a foolish mind that's dark and confused. I want to know all about him. I want to get to know him more uh, intimately. I want to draw closer to him. And I start that by thanking him. That's how I get started in this thing. I start thanking him. Turn to Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 19. I promise y'all we're going somewhere today. Luke 17 11 through 19. I'm reading this morning. When I read from the Bible, it'll be the King James. I have the ESV. I have the TLB. I have the NLT. I have a bunch of translations because I want y'all to get it. And I had to do all of that so I could get it first. I can't give it to you if I don't have it, right? So reading from the King James, it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there were met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And we saw them. He said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Another translation says, Thanked God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God except this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Now we read that a lot and we want to talk about the one who turned to give thanks. All ten were healed, right? But only one of them turned around to give thanks. So let's see, what's going on with the other nine? 
Have y'all ever considered that? What was going on with the other nine? You got to understand their situation. These were lepers. So they were separated from their families. They had to live outside of the city. It's not like us, you know, when we choose to live outside of the camp. No, they were put outside the camp because they had a contagious skin disease. And then nobody want to catch that. So they were cut off from family. They were cut off from friends. They were cut off from other relationships. Everybody that they could associate with was a leper. So that's like for us, everybody that you, if you're sick and everybody that you associate is sick, then all you're going to know is sickness. So these lepers, all they knew was leprosy. All they knew was separation from everything. That's kind of what was going on with them. And then so we look at these other nine guys and we wonder, what's going on with y'all? Y'all can't tell the man, thank you. He just healed your body. That's a big deal. Well, maybe they were too busy to give thanks. Because you know what? I'm healed now. I could go on about my business. I'm here. Maybe they were just too excited about rejoining their loved ones. You mean I could go to Mama and them house and I get some collard greens and cornbread, black eyed peas, and rice? Because you know you got to have the rice with the black eyed peas. They were excited about being reconnected with people. And so I'm so excited. I don't have time to tell God thank you. Maybe they were just ready to get on with life. You know, now I can go back to work. I'm healed. Now I can get back on with what I was doing. I don't have anything hindering me or holding me back now. I can just continue to live my life. Perhaps they were grateful in their hearts and they figured that God should just know. Now let's look at 21st century life in America. We're often busy, right? Extremely busy. Can I walk y'all through a day in the life of the Jameses? We get up around 6.15, 6.30. We leave, take Hunter to school. I go back to work. Sometimes I go into the office. Sometimes I don't. If I go into the office, that's a drive from Lithonia to Avondale Estates, from Avondale Estates to Douglasville. Then he has a rehearsal after school, so he's going to stay after school all day. I work in Douglasville. I get off of work at Douglasville. I drive back to Avondale Estates. His rehearsal doesn't end for another hour, so I have to sit there for an hour until he's done. Then they come out. They actually went 15 minutes over, so now he's had a 12 and a half hour day. We get in the car. We drive back to Lithonia. Anybody tired yet? Okay. We drive back to Lithonia. We got to eat. So now I got to open up the cabinet and see what's going on in there. I got to open the refrigerator. I got to turn on the stove. I got to do all of this and that and the third. We lay out the dinner. We eat dinner. Then somebody got to clean the kitchen. Then we clean the kitchen. We put everything away. We get ready. Then, oh, my goodness, did you finish your homework? Let me check this. What you need? Senior dues, senior fees. What? I got to order your class ring and all of that stuff. Let's look at the brochure. Let's do all of this. Now it's 11 o'clock. So... That's my life. That's one day. That's busy, right? That's real busy. And so sometimes in my life, I'm like those other nine guys. I've done all that stuff. And then I stop to say, God, thank you. Thank you that we had money to pay the senior fees. Come on now. Thank you that when I opened the cupboard, like the old school say, it wasn't bare. I'm not like Mother Hubbard. (laughs) 
Thank you. We had something to eat if it, even if it wasn't what we wanted to eat. God, thank you that the car didn't break down and all these miles. And see, those are things, those daily things, but we get so busy. And then we start looking more like the other nine instead of the one. Because see, in our Christian minds, we think that we're like that one. But the reality of it is, we're like the other nine. Let's look. Sometimes we're just excited about getting home to our loved ones, just like they were. We're just excited. You know, I know uh, some, uh, Dre, can I use her as an example? Dre travels for work. Dre might have to go to London tomorrow. And then she'll be back. And she just get home and she's excited because she missed her kids. She want to see her mom and her brother and all of them. Sometimes in that travel, she's just excited about getting home. And it's not, God, thank you. I, now, I don't know this about her. I'm just using her as an example, okay? And she's not going to be offended, so I don't need none of y'all to be offended. Sometimes it's not, God, thank you for holding that plane up in the air. Thank you that I had a safe takeoff, a safe flight, and a safe landing. Thank you that I was in the Uber going from the airport to the hotel, and the Uber driver didn't kill me. Thank you. Maybe we like those other nine guys. Sometimes we're just ready to get on with life. All right, God healed me. I'm going back to doing what I was doing. I'm good now. Because... I'm grateful in my heart, and God knows everything, so he ought to know that I'm thankful. Seems like to me we've become more like the nine lepers who don't stop, and didn't stop, rather, to tell God thank you. Let's look at Colossians 3, 15 through 17. I got to set it up, y'all. I'm not, it's not doom and gloom. I, I got, we, we got some points that's going to bring you back up, but I got to, we got to locate ourselves sometimes. Because sometimes, like I said, in our minds, we think that we're good. We think that we're here. We think we got it all together. But the reality of it is we're lacking. And so we don't want to be deficient in any area, especially this area of thanking God. Because remember, the foolish mind will be dark and confused. Colossians 3, 15 through 17. It says, and let, I want you to, before we start reading, I want y'all to see every version of the word thank. If you have your paper Bible, underline it. If you have a device and you can uh, underline or highlight just that word or these verses, I want you to take note of this. It says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Did y'all catch that? So we had thankful in verse 15. Verse 16, we had thankfulness. In verse 17, we had thanks. Again, thankful, thankfulness, and thanks. This repetition means this thing must be important. If we go back to our original scripture, we see the importance of giving thanks. We can't miss this. We miss a lot of stuff in church, but God, I don't need y'all to miss this. I don't need me to miss this because I don't want my mind to be dark and confused. 
I don't want to start rejecting God by not giving him thanks. So this is what we're going to do. We've got three points. See, I told y'all we were going somewhere. The first point is purpose. Purpose. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines purpose as something set up as an object or an end to be attained. Something set up as an object or an end to be attained. It also uses the words determination, resolution, and intention. Determination means that you make up your mind to do something. So can we make up our minds to be thankful? That's purpose. I make up my mind to be thankful. Resolution, I like this. This is an official decision that is made after a group or organization has voted. It's a promise to yourself to do or to not do something. And so this resolution really stuck out at me because, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. We're getting ready to enter into 2019, and everybody makes these resolutions. But I don't want to look at that second part of the definition of resolution because so we're so used to making resolutions and breaking resolutions. I want us to look at that first part of the definition. It's an official decision that is made after a group or organization has voted. So I need the collective you. I need me, myself, and I to come together and have a vote. Because see, once you do a vote on something, it has no going back. So I need you, spirit, soul, and body. Me, myself, and I. Get together, make a resolution. Go ahead and establish that thing that you're going to be thankful. The third word was intention. Intention is a thing intended. It's an aim or a plan, a determination to act in a certain way. When I looked at that word intention, the song started popping in my head. I believe it's Travis Green that sings, all things are working for my good. He's intentional, never failing. And I thought about that, and what he showed me was, if I'm intentional towards you, why can't you be intentional towards me? So I have to be intentional in my thanksgiving. I have to make thanksgiving an act of my will. I have to choose thanksgiving. Every day, every situation, no matter what's going on, I have to get in that place where I'm just like, God, I thank you. We'll look at a few verses now. I want y'all to jot these down because I'm going to try to go through them. I'm not trying to hold y'all very long. Psalm 717 says, I will Give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. You see that? I will. I will. That's determination. That's resolution, and that's intention. Let's look at Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. Again, that's Psalm 9. Verses 1 and 2 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. See, when I make it my determination, my resolution, and my intention, I have purpose to do this thing. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. That means I can't come with this half-hearted, okay, God, thank you. 
No, my thanksgiving has to be sincere. That's why I have to develop this thing for heart. It has to be something down on the inside of me, down in my knower where I know that my God has done these things. That's why I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. I start thinking about his goodness and I just will to thank him. Every time I think about something that he's done for me, I will to thank him. That's what it means. We look at Psalm 35, 18. Psalm 35 and 18. It says, I will thank you in the great congregation. That's up in here. I will. So when you come in here, you can't sit down on your Thanksgiving because you purposed in your heart to be thankful. And so it says, I will thank you in the great congregation. If you're one who struggles with open praise and worship, this is a scripture you need to put on the refrigerator. You need to put it on the bathroom mirror, put it on your, uh, on the little thing that keep the sun out your face. What's it called? The visor in your car. You need to put it on your, uh, put it on a post-it note on your computer so that you can get to the point where you say, I will. I have purpose in my heart. I made a determination, a resolution, and an intention to give thanks to the Lord in the great congregation, in the mighty throng. That means when there's a lot of people around, I will praise you. Nothing's going to stop me from giving you what you're due because I've made my determination. I've made a resolution, and I have this intention. This is my purpose is to give you praise. Psalm 69 and 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song. Well, hold on, preacher. I can't sing. That's all right. You make your joyful noise at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't get on the microphone. Just make your joyful noise where you are. But there's a time when you have to. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Come on, church. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. I'll make him large with my thanksgiving. I don't know about y'all. This is good to me. I will. So Thanksgiving as a purpose, it has to be a part of my will. I just will. There's nothing that's going to stop me from doing it. I will. I will. So that's point number one. Point two is practice. See, because I can purpose a thing all day. I can make a plan. I can have a resolve to do it. But if I don't ever actually do it, if I don't execute the plan, what good is it? So we got to practice. Y'all good with practicing? So in order to develop anything, to excel at anything, takes practice. Now, most of all, uh, I'm, I'm probably dating myself now because I know I, I'm, I look good. Y'all don't think I'm 46, but I really am. <laughs> but I remember little Venus and little Serena. Remember them little rough-looking girls with them braids and beads? <laughs> Do you think that they became... Champions? Serena is lauded as the greatest tennis player of all time. You think she became great because she went to practice one time? She picked up the racket and just knew what to do? Even people with natural talent have to practice to develop the skill. You always have to practice. You could be a math whiz, but there are still some things mathematically you don't understand, and you're going to have to practice. 
You can be the greatest architect that ever lived, but you're still going to have to practice. You can't just go and build a building. You still got to build that model to make sure that everything's going to line up. You still got to go through, through code and you got to be familiar with current code, not what used to be when you graduated. Look at the great orators of our, of, of our time. Anytime you look at a, a, a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., do you think he became a great orator? He just picked up one day and just started talking? No, he practiced. I saw a, 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 a commercial the other day. It was talking about this one church where he practiced his I have a dream speech before he gave it in Washington. See, we just want to jump up and do stuff and say, okay, I got it, I got it. No, it takes practice. To develop anything is going to take practice. You're going to have to keep on doing it and keep on doing it. Kobe didn't just get up one day and start shooting. He didn't just get up one day. Okay, Steph Curry wasn't hitting threes when he was five years old. He had to practice. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And so just like all of these people that we deem great have to practice, you and I are going to have to practice. And the thing that we got to practice right now is this whole thing called Thanksgiving. Look back at Luke 17 and let's learn from the one who turned around to give thanks. When was the last time you told God, thank you for the air I breathe? Do you understand that this is not the only planet in our solar system? But he made conditions right for us to be able to live on this place that we call Earth. He made conditions right. He put the right amount of everything so that we could live on this earth. Have you told him thank you? I like to look back and see. <laughs> back in the old day, even in the, in the Israelite church that I grew up in, the saints would say, I thank God for waking me up this morning. Uh-huh, look at that. Some of, y'all, some of y'all about to go Baptist on me. I thank him for being clothed and in my right mind. Uh huh. I thank him for the use and activity of my limbs, for the blood running warm in my veins, for a reasonable portion of my health and my strength. Huh? Y'all remember that? So when was the last time you thank God for that? You're an able-bodied person. You pass by people who have difficulties and, and disabilities all the time. When was the last time you said, you know what, God, I just thank you. I thank you. I had an ankle surgery that it took me a long time, and I'm still recovering. It's been about five years. Sometimes I still walk with a limp, but thank God I'm walking. I told y'all the other week, my cousin had this emergency spinal surgery. She had three discs in her neck that were jacked up. She went to one hospital and they sent her away. She had numbness in her hands. She couldn't use things. They sent her away. They said, nothing's wrong. She went to another hospital and they were like, oh no, we, we got to have surgery now. They admitted her on Friday. She had surgery Saturday. So I'm watching her. She's home with me now. And I'm watching her as her left arm. When she first came out of the surgery, she couldn't do nothing with it. And now she started moving her fingers. And then next thing we know, she can move it up to here. She can move it up to here. Now she can kind of do this. She can kind of do that. And when she lay back, she can raise it up a little bit. Can I tell you that I thank God for the use and the activity of limbs? 
See, these are daily things that we can start practicing thanking God for. God, I just thank you. You're so good. You're so faithful. Look at all that you do for me, just my daily needs. And God, if I can't learn how to thank you in the little stuff, I might be like these other nine lepers, and I can't thank you when you do something big for me. So we're going to give y'all a chance to practice in just a moment. We're going to read some scriptures, and then we're going to practice. We're going to start today. Because, see, I'm a good coach. I'm not going to send you home until you worked out. <laughs> Psalm 106.1 says, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Can you thank him for that? Psalm 105 and 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Can you stand to your feet and begin to give thanks to the Lord? Can you call upon his name right here in the great congregation? You just said in the other scripture that I will. I will praise. I will thank him in the great congregation. Can we begin to just thank God? Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Tell somebody something that he done for you. Tell somebody but most importantly you tell him thank you. God I thank you. God I thank you. God I thank you. Come on now Psalm 118 1 through 4 says oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Thank him for his goodness because his mercy endure forever. Can somebody just thank him for his mercy? He gave us new mercy this morning. Yesterday's mercy was for yesterday. Tomorrow's mercy is for tomorrow. I'm talking about the mercy that he's extended today. Can we give him thanks for that? God, we thank you for your mercy. The scripture says, let Israel now say, but I'm going to say, let new covenant now say, his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron and those are the Levites. Come on, Levites. His mercy endures forever. And let them now that fear the Lord, everybody that fear the Lord, say that his mercy endures forever. Ooh, I feel good. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Ooh, y'all can have your seats if you want to. I'm not done yet, though. See, those are the things we put it into practice. We put it into practice. You just start thanking him. Start thanking him. Start thanking him. You can have your own praise party. You don't need Corey. You start thanking him. You start telling of all his wondrous deeds. Sometimes you get all alone by yourself and you be like, God, I see what you did there. I see how you kept me. God, I see how you brought me. God, I see how you preserved me. God, I see all these things. And God, right now, just say thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Because it endures forever. Psalm 100. Everybody know this one. Verses 4 and 5. Says enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Uh Uh-huh. And into his courts with praise. Then it says be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So when I hit the parking lot, see this is, we're talking about the tabernacle now. That's what they say, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So the gate was the perimeter of the place. So when I hit the parking lot, as soon as I turn onto what's called 1760 Phillips 
Christmas road, I'm supposed to start bubbling over with thanksgiving. And then when I come through the doors, that's the courts. Then I'm supposed to start bubbling up with praise because of all that he has done and all that he is. So I just begin to do all of that. But guess what? Are you not the temple of the living God? You and I are his temple. We are his tabernacle. We just sang that. I just want to be a tabernacle. So then I don't have to wait till I get here to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. These are his gates. So every time I think about him, every time I look around, I can just start bubbling up with thanksgiving and praise. And this is how I practice. And this is how my heart becomes thankful. So we do all these things. We keep practicing and we keep practicing and we keep practicing. But how many of y'all know the devil don't care that you practice? (laughs) Don't you know some situations are going to hit your life? And you're going to be like, huh? I'm supposed to thank God right now. My heart is broken. My loved one passed away. I'm supposed to thank God right now. I lost my house. I'm supposed to thank God right now. I lost my job. I'm still supposed to thank God. You tripping. Well, the Bible says. Because I don't want to talk about my opinion. I want to tell you what the Bible says. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So it doesn't matter what the situation or the circumstance. It doesn't matter. I'm supposed to give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because it's his will for my life. His will for my life is that I thank him. His will for my life is that I thank him. His will is way more important than my will. But I aligned myself, remember, in point number one, I aligned my will with his will. Because I said I will, I purpose to be thankful. Now, it didn't say for everything. It said in everything. That's important. Because we get hung up right there. We're like, God, I can't thank you for this. This don't feel good. This situation is jacked up. I can't thank you for this. He said, I didn't tell you to thank me for it. I said, thank me in it. Why am I thanking him in it? Because if I'm in it, he's in it. Come on now. If I'm in it, he's in it. He told us in Hebrews 13 and 5, the B portion, he says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So God, if I'm in this place of heartache, if I'm in this place of despair, if I'm in this place of hurt, if I'm in this place of disappointment, you're there with me. So thank you for being with me. Matthew 28, 20, in the B clause, Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. So sometimes we get these situations that come and it feels like our world is coming to an end. But don't worry about it because he's still with you. And just let him build you a whole new world. So no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter the diagnosis, No matter the trouble, no matter the struggle, 
No matter the tragedy, in the good times and in the bad times, I got to persist. That's point number three. I got to persist in thanking God. I got to persist in thanking him. I just got to keep going and keep going and keep going. I got to get that gumption that the Energizer Bunny don't have nothing on me. I'm going to keep on thanking him. I'm going to keep on thanking him. I'm going to keep on thanking him because if I'm in it, he's in it. And I just bless you, God, for being there with me and for not leaving me. So if you and I want to develop thankful hearts and thankful lifestyles, we must purpose to be thankful, we must practice thanksgiving, and we must persist in thanking God in every situation. Can you give God praise for the word today? We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.